Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Today is a special recording as we celebrate our 30th episode here on the NSPS podcast. My name is Tim Birch. I'm the president-elect of NSPS, and it's my pleasure today to have a nice sit-down interview with the NSPS executive director, Kurt Sumner, who is usually on the other side of the mic asking the questions, asking the probing questions, and uh, getting to the bottom of everything uh, that the guests bring on. But today we're going to grill him and on some of the things that have been going on with NSPS during this COVID-19 uh, epidemic, or excuse me, pandemic, and uh, a lot of the other craziness that's been going on, and where the association's going forward. So, Kurt, welcome. Uh, it's kind of fun to be able to to be on the other side of the mic from you and uh, putting you on the hot seat for a change. I'm not really sure I know how to be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's right. There's a good first question. Do you were you were the host for the for the NSPS Radio Hour for eight and a half years? Do we know how many episodes that were done? through those eight and a half years? I do have a count, believe it or not. I, I kept a record of every show and I even kept my notes from every show. There's a, oh, wow. a drawer in my desk at work that's about <laughs> um, two feet deep, maybe a little more. And it's almost completely full of files from all those old shows. And I, I kept a running record of who had been on the show with me. And there were some people who came on not a number of times over the over the whole period of the show so yeah it was it was interesting and uh, we had a lot of good a lot of good topics that we talked about and the thing that that works so well with this format is we don't have to cover as much time we don't have to worry about making stops for commercials and so it, I think it frees us up to have a conversation that's more succinct, perhaps, and we don't have to worry about whether we're going to fill the time or not, because, you know, me being from southwestern Virginia, it takes me 10 minutes to say my name. So we're, <laughs> we're way down the road on that. But exactly. It's, it's just been really good to be able to have this format and get allow people to come on and say what they want to say and have a good conversation with them, still get things done in a way that's much easier for our audience. And you've heard this as well as I have. People say, wow, this is great. I could listen to it during lunch or uh, I, I didn't have to worry about cutting out an hour's worth of time. I could just go listen right. more quickly. And so it it seems as though it's worked out much better in in every sense for us at NSPS, just because of the nature of the way we do it and and the time frame and and that kind of thing. Exactly, and I'll be honest with you, just sitting back and listening to the to the episodes as they've come along. I mean, uh, the the tick guy was very interesting. I mean, <laughs> who who knows ticks better than surveyors other than the tick guy? So, uh, right, that, yeah, that was good. That was good information. Um, there's just there's been been some really really great episodes, uh, and I I can give a little shout out to Gary Kent because uh, the Table A talk has been very very uh, popular, and uh, we'll get some more of those coming up. But you're right, this has been a good format for to give people uh, just a snippet of of what we're after, what we're doing, what we're representing, and information that is timely for 
for our members and our profession. So uh, it was great to be able to, to transition into something like this. So in the meantime, yeah, and, and oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of that, we've got a couple of shows coming up relatively soon with two organizations that we've begun to interact yes. with that are very active on the political side, on the regulatory side, uh, and it's all connected to what we do as well. It's the, you know, the AUVSI guys and then the GPSIA guys, the GPS Industry Association. Uh, I'm really excited about having shows with them because everything that I've been involved in where they have sort of taken the lead mm -hmm. has been done extremely well. Right. And I, I'm I'm so impressed, particularly with GPSI. When they say we're going to have a half-hour meeting, they have a half-hour meeting, and they get done everything they need to get done, and they have a, a, a same agenda that it would take us four hours to do almost. But they are very efficient. <laughs> That's great. No, those those will be interesting. Like you said, those are new organizations to us that are yes. that are that are doing some things with technology and industry that we're getting into obviously with with uh uavs and other other technology that uh they're doing stuff from a different angle in the industry and very you know like i said very politically tied in that uh we're sitting at the same table and having these conversations so yes i'm looking forward to those yeah. discussions as well those will be great yeah another one i'm really looking forward to we don't have set up yet but we've been talking to them you're aware that we're doing some work with usgs now in their whole effort to improve inf information about sus subsidence and subsidence just isn't along shorelines as you know it's all across right. anywhere there's water um and so we've had some meetings with them some really informative meetings for, for us to learn more about it and uh, fortunately our one of our past presidents kim levitt had a project that fit their mold really well in Idaho, nice. That's, and and that's not too close to the coast, but what it points out is there's an opportunity for NSPS members across the country to get involved in this and and share information about those types of issues with this task force, so to speak, um, because the idea is to enhance and improve all of the information that's available related to subsidence. So it can be used for planning purposes and, and what have you. Right, right. And you're right. It's it's nice now we're making inroads as an organization with other uh, like-minded organizations and with some of these government entities that uh, we can really get uh, a little further into the weeds with some of some of these ideas and issues. And, um, and because obviously a lot of it's not necessarily just political. I mean, it's, it is funding. It is about uh, getting programs funded to make sure that uh, we get, get, keep things on the, on the, on the, for, on the forward push. Um, and that with that, it's a, there's a shout out to uh, JB and, and John at uh, JMPA. They have been great uh, advocates for, for uh, NSPS and keeping us in front of things. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, JMPA has always done a good job for us. But when JB came along and was assigned to us, so to speak, you know, he's our official lobbyist. It's just a whole new world mm -hmm. because for us, it was the first time we actually had somebody who spends all their time in Washington. Right. You know, he's not just going down on specific issues and 
he's he's there all the time and and he does work for other people too but it's all kind of connected to the same thing we're doing but he's there all the time and he's making all these great contacts that i don't think we would have had the ability to do on our own right right in fact um yeah i'm I'm trying to put some information together for him myself uh this week uh he's made a good connection with one of the uh one of the sponsors of the transportation bill and uh and and with uh the representative staff and uh we're going to get some surveying information about that to him and he's going to deliver it to that uh to that chairperson and it's just that's the kind of uh uh that's the kind of uh leadership that he has shown and and pushing forward being able to get stuff um he's got a good reputation for being able to get that stuff done and uh, he's really done a great job for us right of course another big transition that has occurred recently is all related to COVID 19. Um, yep exactly we, i i every morning i wake up and and walk downstairs to my office and not drive an hour to get to frederick and this has been going on since mid-march and it hasn't killed me yet i mean it it's worked out really well um, it's not that i don't want to be at the office and right and and i think part of it that makes it doable is just we're doing the same thing among staff that you and i are doing right now right we're just, we just don't record it as a show <laughs> you know, we, right but we we're able to get our work done and we do have a one meeting where all four of us get together every week and then if i need to be with talk with bob or trish or sarah or whomever uh, we're able to do that and uh, so it, it was a good lesson for me that i can function without having to go somewhere every day i was i've never had that really right because even if it was just going to my office when i was running the surveying business um i've never really just been here and so it's been enlightening and and so far it's been kind of exciting to be able to react really quickly because there's right there's really not a lot of distraction right and so we can do the things we want to do and and trish has done such a fantastic job in putting the whole social media thing together for us as we have figured out how our podcast i guess i should say as our most of our listeners know we did our spring business meetings that way we did all our committees meetings leading up to that all of that went off perfectly from from my perspective and i've said this to you and other people one of the things i thought was so great about it was that i was able to and trish too for the most part sit into every committee meeting yes and have a have a a way to hear what they're saying directly rather than a report that lasts five minutes at the board meeting and it's just so helpful from the perspective of being staff to be able to help people do the things they need to do to sit in with them as they're having that conversation and then it's also been a, allowed many of our directors to attend as many committee meetings as they want right and and we've had a good deal of that and and I think that's been a good thing I think so too and yeah, a lot of kudos and a lot of uh, pats on the back go to Trish for getting that all set up. Um, she did she did a great job uh, keeping it all organized and uh, making sure that it worked. Um, I guess let's step back a little bit to that to March and when all of a sudden it was ordered to to basically disperse to our homes and such. Um, 
once we made that once we made that and that uh, transition and obviously we were able to talk here and do whatever um the business of nsps was still going on though and one of our first real hurdles to 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 uh to get over was the whole essential worker thing um was the surveyor uh needed to be considered part of the essential worker that we could still work um why don't we, can we go into a little bit of that? I mean, that was some that was some letters with John and JB, and that was some organization and really some meeting of the minds and trying to put that together to say that we're essential. Yeah, that's true. And and uh, to be completely frank about it, there were some differing opinions about that. Right. Yep. Some people thought, well, we shouldn't be asking to be part of the essential because we're not really, but. Then you have a conversation and say, but we're part of the element that is essential. Right. So maybe a, maybe going doing a, a survey of somebody's property might not be essential, um, depending on the situation. But being part of the of the infrastructure team right. from beginning to end did make us essential because the infrastructure team so to speak overall is is one of the things that was considered essential so it made sense for surveyors to be recognized as being part of that team and being essential to doing the things that had to be done and should be done to keep the country running at the same time right. all this was going on yeah because i know a lot so, a lot of yeah a lot of surveyors i talked to they said that if you look up uh, social distancing in the dictionary, you see a picture of a surveyor. <laughs> that because that's that's who we are. We social distance every day. Yeah. Yeah, and and of course, uh, social distancing is a trait of surveyors, because uh, I've said this before. People here in this podcast may have heard me say it, but uh, a good friend of mine who used to work with me, I was doing a seminar on communication and working with other people and I was making that point and he raised his hand and he said, but Kurt, I thought I became a surveyor. So I never had to talk to anybody again. And, <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> I, I suppose you could lock yourself in a room and do calculations all the time, but right. That's really not what the essence is of who we are. Right. Exactly. And that was part of the, I guess some of the lively discussions I had, and I imagine you and others did too, that, you know, it's not wasn't trying to equate the surveyor with the the the, the frontline doctor, nurse, ambulance driver. No, that I mean, those are critical critical roles that people needed to fill. Bottom line was, if if uh, we could be out and be in a safe manner and doing, like you said, the development type stuff, that was something just one piece to keep that economy going. Why not? Now, if you ever got to where we were around people and it was dangerous um because of the virus uh then yeah then we should back off but otherwise no it made sense yeah one of the things that was really impressive to me as we were going through that and still are to some degree of course but was how well surveyors embraced what they needed to do right you know, people would call me and say yeah we're doing fine we're we're either driving out in separate trucks or we've got one guy right. driving and the other guy at the back of the van or or whatever 
they were really taking to heart how important this was to realize that we're part of the infrastructure, but we also needed to play by the rules. Right. And I was very impressed by that. And and it wasn't easy necessarily, and it wasn't inexpensive <laughs> to do. Yes, you you are correct. That yeah, uh, it, it was it was the smart thing to do, and uh, it was it was nice to see the profession step up, uh, and and do things do things the right way and be smart about stuff. So, absolutely. So yeah, that was that was one fun part of of moving through that. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, the the online uh, having to move our spring meeting to online and all the committee meetings. Um, what was your take on having uh, a director's meeting with 50, 60, 70 attendees and trying to get through what would normally be done in a large banquet room? Um, what was your take takeaway from that? Did uh, How well did we do? I actually thought we did quite well. And, and the reason, one of the big reasons we did really well was Lisa, Lisa Van Horn. Mm-hmm. Because she she was sort of the moderator. Right. And she kept up with who was raising their hand and who needed to do what and who wanted to say something. And it was just without that kind of um, attention, I guess is a good word. It's not right. control. It's attention. Uh, it could be crazy. And um, one of the things that was smart, I think, but a little disappointing, too, was that we weren't able to see everybody at the same time. You know, we could have had pictures of everybody if they'd had their cameras on. <laughs> yes. And of course that would have filled up the whole screen. Um, and, and honestly, Trish and I were kind of looking forward to doing that in the office. Remember we, we were going to, we were going to do it from the office. Right. Before right. everybody said go home. And we went out and bought this, really nice big i don't know it's a 50 inch tv or something and had it on our conference table and the plan was that uh the president president-elect vice president and maybe another officer or two were going to come to our office and sit in that room with trish and me and then we would have the, the big screen and it would be big enough we'd have all those pictures up all there those faces. see what people were doing and uh, that didn't work out but in terms of the way the meeting went and how it was orchestrated, I thought it was really, really efficient. And and honestly, I've been sitting in the last week or so on some distance continuing education classes um, through the Maryland and Virginia societies. And I tell you, it's really efficient. <laughs> um, right. And and so it makes it makes me wonder. How much of that are we as a as a country, and particularly we as organizations, how much of that are we going to look to go into the future, at least for us, maybe one of our two big meetings each year, because we know now it works and you can get things done. Right. And And you allow more people to be involved in more things, like I was talking about with the committees. So I'm wondering how many organizations like ours are going to say, wow, we could probably save several thousand dollars a year, maybe tens of thousand dollars a year by not having everybody travel all over the country. 
and do maybe we do one of these meetings maybe not the spring meeting when it's a transition that was a little awkward but maybe the fall meeting and and it makes we wonder not just nsps but is that going to become a new norm for people because every day i see things coming on the on through email that yeah we're doing this and we're doing that as a matter of fact i'm scheduled to go to the alabama surveyors conference the uh, first part of july and speak to them my only my only job is to be their keynote speaker <laughs> on one the starting day right yep and so you know being the octogenarian that i am uh or septuagenarian i guess yeah, at this point yeah. not quite not, not quite an octogenarian but um i i'm still not really comfortable about the whole uh public stuff so much and uh, but they're going to go ahead with their meeting so i talked to them and suggested well why don't we just use go to meeting and you guys pop me up on the screen during lunch when i'm supposed to give the keynote and they can see me and i may or may not be able to see them but let's do it and they said hey great idea so that that saves them all the expense of having me be there it saves me from having to travel to get there right uh, so I, i've even thought now i'm supposed to go in september i believe it is to the missouri conference but again it's a short presentation right so i'm thinking well maybe i should do the same thing there and as you know as long as as long as you're doing something where you're you have the opportunity to interact if you if you want and need to um it just sounds smart to me right now uh because of everything that's going on and then maybe it becomes smart because it's more efficient okay well i'll tell you what you putting a couple things you've just said together um and with your um oh what's uh, with your experience of of having been been around to be honest been, been around for a little bit between speaking, between uh, conference organization, and, and even now sitting and, and going through continuing ed online. Uh, so you, you're saying that, that, that this, this is a good medium that we could, we could do more with, that we should do more with. I, and I'm not, I'm not advocating uh, getting rid of face-to-face -face altogether, but uh, this is a tool we need to embrace. I, I absolutely think we should. Um, for a lot of reasons, as you said, it, it works, so that's fine. And you you don't get to shake hands with people. You, you know, you don't have those conversations where you go sit in the bar and right. and uh, have have whatever conversation you've got. And you do miss that. But in terms of strictly running meetings and getting the job done, so to speak, uh, right. it is quite efficient. And and I think any organization whether it's us or whomever, I think people are going to have to think about that just because of the nature of the way things are. And I don't know anybody who isn't concerned about how they how they gain and spend money. Right. Exactly. No, that's a good point. And uh, for those, hopefully, for hopefully, there's some uh, executive director, uh, state directors listening out there. We've made the the offer. Uh, with this platform, with GoToMeeting, that uh, if your state maybe doesn't have the funds to do it, let us help you. Let us uh, let us help you put on 
those con those uh, those se those session seminars because obviously continuing education is still a big deal and uh, we'd like to be able to help as well. Um, I, speaking of, are you seeing hearing me okay? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Everything's because good. That little box came up on my screen that said you may be experiencing network connection problems or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it is something that's that will be of interest to to the state societies. I, I think it will be in terms of, hey, we can do these the, we can do these courses anytime. Right. We don't have to wait till the conference time comes up. That doesn't mean you might not still want to do some. But boy, just think of the benefit to your members if if they could get some of it, because that's one of the things about going to conference. You know, when I when I go to a conference, and it's one in which I need to participate in the the continuing education part, right? The, either Virginia or Maryland, and for me, Virginia doesn't really care if I get mine somewhere else. So uh, it's easier for me to do them in Maryland, although I do do some in Virginia as well, but. Um, you think about that, and it's such a an opportunity to be able to share in other things or create other interactive relationship building things in your conferences rather than let's go sit for eight hours for three days in a row right doing a a, a bunch of workshops. We could be doing other things that benefits our profession and benefits our associations, state and national, uh, in team building and 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 people getting to know each other more. And you know, to me, that's been a great thing being in part of a state or a national organization is is the people. Right. And, and if you're just going to sit in classes the whole time, then you don't get to do as much of that. Exactly. Well, now that we've Hopefully, we're coming out of the pandemic. We are maybe turning the corner on getting people back in offices and back on back on track a little bit here. Um, how much do you think? So, I guess in, in kind of in a nutshell, how much do you think is going to change coming out of this now with different ways of communication, now with different ways of uh, holding committee meetings and things? Um, this is really kind of a game changer. This was a kind of a wake-up call for everyone. It certainly is. I, I really don't have a prediction, though, on what that overall impact will be because all of the things we've just talked about were great positives. Yes. But just the inherent nature of people to interact personally will have some impact on whether or not it turns out to be something that is transformative. Sure. I think it, it will be it will be something that will have an effect on how people do business. But I'm not sure that it will be transformative to the point where we're we're never face to face. True. Well true. that's not true. You and I are face to face now. But we're not <laughs> Yes, not physically. We're not not physically different. in the same place. So I don't know. It's going to be easy or hard to know and interesting to see how this trans transpires going forward, not just for us, right, but for the population in general and everything that people do, whether it's the town council or the Kiwanis Club or, or whoever it might be, 
it's going to be interesting to see what impact that will have. I, one thing I do know for sure, there are a ton of people out there sending you emails telling you that they can do exactly what you need. Yes. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It is definitely email overload uh, when that's, you know, and, and there's, and unfortunately, there's still a small segment of, especially our profession, that those, those practitioners don't read email. They don't, you can send them everything in the world. And uh, yep. I think other than just a handwritten letter walked up to the front door and handed to them, that's about the only way they'll read it. Um, but so, yeah, this is, this is obviously a radical change for a big portion of our, our profession, but really it's good. I think even in gearing up and being ready for the younger generation, they're the ones that are going to fall in line with a lot of this stuff. And uh, we hope that they embrace it and help us push this, push this medium forward, push the, um, push this wonderful profession forward. Um, and we'll just keep going as much as we can. Yeah. Um, Speaking of those young people, yes. Yes. I was able to sit in on part of the Young Surveyors Network meeting the other day. I had some technical difficulties, so I didn't get to see everything, but I was there enough to be very uh, pleased with their perspective on being part of NSPS and and taking a role in NSPS and right. looking forward to being the future leaders of NSPS. I know there's been some concern that with all that's new in the world and communication and all of those things that are out of the norm for us old birds, um, th there's been some concern about, well, where, where is NSPS going to get its next group of leaders? What, how, how's that all going to work out for us? Right. But I was so impressed with their enthusiasm and their commitment to really be part of this overall fabric of, of a national organization, uh, in this case, NSPS. And so I was very heartened by the discussion I heard and and it made me feel really good to think these young folks really do want to be leaders. They really do want to be part of something that's not just let's talk on the phone or, or right. whatever. It, it's getting things done. And so I'm really excited about that, honestly. And good. I don't, I don't know if relieved is the right word, <laughs> but, but, uh, I, I certainly am pleased that I was able to sit in and, and it wasn't necessarily a surprise because I've been able to go to some of their meetings before and they're always energetic and excited. I, I just right. wasn't sure if we, I wasn't sure if we NSPS were, were doing enough to, to capture their or maintain their interest. I, right. I shouldn't say capture it's there. And I still think there's a lot of work for us to do on that side of things. Yes, there is. There is. But, but the commitment's there on their part. That's good to hear. That's good to know because, uh, unfortunately, as we came out of the recession that they have no idea because they were in grade school, um, and we're now in, we were into a we were into a booming time that we were so busy. Everyone was so busy that. I don't think everybody had the opportunity to really put forward their best and full effort to get engaged with the young surveyors, with NSPS, with, with things going on. I think, you know, from, from my perspective that maybe this, this whole pandemic thing is going to make us take a step back, 
and take a look at really what's important to some of us. And you're going to have more of these interactions with the with the young surveyors uh, because they got a lot of great ideas. They lot of got a lot of wonderful enthusiasm and drive. And uh, uh, I yeah I couldn't agree more that I, I I am pleased that that the the enthusiasm is there. Yeah, and speaking of that group, uh, we just did a podcast looking forward to the Boy Scouts Jamboree. Yes. And and that that I thought went really really well and gave a lot of good information. And Kyle is just great as a leader. And I'm hopeful that people will listen to that and hear what he has to say and find a way. Like you're going to, you're going to go down and spend a yep. week, I think. Yep. And because we're going to need as much help as we can get, as we always do, and we hardly ever have all we need. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful that through this platform, again, that we we now have this way to reach out to our members on that particular thing and hopefully get them excited about it. Yep, exactly. Well, and that's going to be a couple of podcasts coming up as well. Is uh, We've got one coming up with uh, on CST and uh, mm -hmm. some people from CST. Uh, the TrigStar program that we normally have on, uh, Jerry Juarez, the uh, chair of, of the TrigStar committee, is going to be on with us in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we've got a lot of great great guests coming up, um, and including a couple of those organizations that you just spoke about earlier. So uh, bottom line is NSPS is, uh, I won't even say business as usual. I think it's it, uh, we've actually picked up some momentum during this time, and uh, I think it's helped us focus on things that are a little more important and uh and we're we're able to able to do it with a with a little different uh, enthusiasm well and and of course everybody's young to me at this point but a a big part of that transition for us has to be uh applauding what i call younger people I'm a, you know you're younger than my kids are right so <laughs> yeah. um so you're a whippersnapper from that perspective, but I'm just so excited about having people in our organization and in our leadership who who understand all of those things that we need to do and how to do them um, in the format that works. Because one of the things we we and any other organization have always had is how do we reach people? How do how do we engage? Yes with with people and and this new wave so to speak really gets that mm -hmm. and understands it and has been the driving force behind it exactly and, you know that goes goes from you and trish and 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 lisa and and amanda and and mark and of course mark's not my age but he's closer to my age than you guys are um <laughs> but it's just it's it's just so critical to have those concepts yes that that are helpful for all of us and and also it's like anything else in life you know the first time i rode a bicycle i didn't know how to ride a bicycle nobody ever taught me how to ride a bicycle and one of my friends had one i didn't and i was at his house one day and i said can you teach me to ride the bicycle he said yeah come over here on the steps get on it and ride <laughs> well i did and and I realized, oh my gosh, I can hold this thing up. And so from then on, I was I was ready to go. Um, but 
it's just that I don't know what to how to frame it exactly. It's not a fear, but it's just a, a lack of understanding or appreciation for and and maybe sometimes it is a little bit of a fear because you know when you're brought up in an environment where you don't do those things. Right. Now, I'm a horrible car mechanic because not only was my dad a minister, he knew how to work on automobiles. Well, a lot of guys in that situation turned out to be great mechanics. Hell, I'm lucky to change oil and and <laughs> because he didn't have time to teach me, right? Right. Um, and so when you have an environment like that, you're always, don't touch that button, don't do this. So it's great to have people who uh, don't have a problem with punching those buttons or exactly. touching those buttons. Exactly. And, it, and it's only going to help NSPS. Yep. We're learning this all together and uh, just trying to, you know, basically be the Pied Piper and, and get everybody that wants to listen and, and be part of promoting our profession and making sure, especially in these days of deregulation and just bottom line, losing members uh, to attrition and what have you. Um, yeah, it's it's important to have a strong organization that looks out for the, the, the land surveyor. and um, well, it'll be what 22 years this fall that uh, you've been been the executive director of, of NSPS, and uh, I, I, for one, say it's stronger than ever, and uh, appreciate everything you've done for this organization. Uh, every day, every day you've been involved with it. Well, it's it's been a, a pleasure for me, and and I don't have any idea how much longer I'll be doing this. I I, I don't have the slightest idea. I really don't. <laughs> Um, I can tell you one thing, when the time comes, it's not going to be because I'm tired of it. Right. There'll right. be other reasons that will, that perhaps drive me there. Um, I'm not much of a sit around home, do nothing kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hopeful that when that decision needs to be made and and I will say this right out front. I don't want NSPS leadership to back away from kind of pushing that when it needs to happen because, you know, I'm really happy. Hell, I might stay here till you pick me up off the floor at the office one day. Um, <laughs> but but when, when that time does come, I do hope that there are things I can still do to help. Oh, you absolutely. Know, maybe it's catching up on archiving or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I still want to be a part of it. I just won't necessarily need to be the person that's sitting in that chair. Well, it's been because of your leadership, it's gotten us to where we are now, and it's been been a great ride. I, I've been a member since uh, the early 2000s, and uh, it was a neat organization back then. It's uh, that much better now, and uh, it, like I said, it just continues to grow. And uh, we've we've got a we've got a great captain of the ship there, so. Uh, well, it's getting yeah. well into. Trish is our captain. You know that, right? Well, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, we should just say that <laughs> Trish is the captain. You know, and you know, what? I was going to try to withhold from saying something to really, really embarrass Trish, but you know, behind every good man is a good woman, and uh, for the most part, and especially when it comes in, even into a business, um, she has been the backbone, and she's been wonderful, and. Uh, Obviously, shies away from the spotlight whatsoever, but uh, uh, she gets uh, she she deserves a lot more kudos than than people even even begin to realize. Yeah, and I'm so fortunate. I have that at home with Sandra. Well, that's true and at too. Work with Trish, 
and Cassandra's unbelievably fabulous. And uh, so I'm accustomed to that kind of teamwork, and I, it's it's just good to be able to have it at work as well. So it's good to be Kurt Sumner. Well, I guess we have. You might want to call my son. He's a Kurt Sumner too. Oh, so. that's right. <laughs> it's it's good to be Big Kurt. It's good to be Big Kurt. Yeah. Well, it, that doesn't even work. I'm the smallest well, of a bunch. That's my son is my son is probably two or three inches taller than me, and sure. his son is taller than he is. Oh my. Oh. So my. I'm I'm the wimpy I'm the wimpy little guy in the crowd now. <laughs> Well, this has been great catching up and uh, hearing things from your perspective for a change. Uh, it's it's nice to know that uh, we're still in good hands and uh, still uh, full speed ahead. And uh, I I would like to thank you for taking the time uh, out, out of your out of your busy life. I know, like you said, it's tough coming down and down down from downstairs or coming downstairs and coming to your office every day. We'll we'll get back to a uh, the regular normal here shortly. But uh, I do want to thank you for your time tonight. Yeah, well, I appreciate it too. I, you know, I, it's not everybody gets to do things for and with people they really love. And and I love surveying, and and I love people. I've always loved to engage with people, and uh, so it's an ideal job. Nice, it really is. I, I could never ask for anything better. Well, for that, we'll wrap up. Episode 30, which, uh, like I said, when we first started this, I was like, okay, what are we going to do for the first five? And uh, we've, we've got, we're out to 30, and we've got a pretty good little backlog of uh, guests coming up. So, um, so um, appreciate you have, having you on. Um, you've been listening to the Surveyor Says here on NSPS. Uh, like like Kurt said, we'll have a couple of different. Uh, other organizations on along with uh, some of our programming coming on. Uh, we're going to do some more table a talk with Gary Kent here in, uh, in a few weeks. And so uh, last comment, last thoughts, Kurt, anything? No, I think we've pretty well covered it. I just um, not necessarily for us because we're still functioning. I just hope and pray that all of the things that are going on from COVID to everything that spawned, after that, right. um, I just hope we can all get back to um, respecting each other, loving each other, and and understanding um, and being able to interact and not be afraid from a you know a physical part, side. Um, certainly, you don't want people being sick, but uh, I'm just hopeful that all of those things will will get better. Very wise words from a very wise man. Thank you, sir. Pre I appreciate it. All right. So remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And watch our website, nsps.us.com, for information on future episodes. And Trish keeps it updated with anything COVID-19 and things that are going through the industry. Go there for a great source of, of information as far as that goes. And as our good friend John Matonich used to always say, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Thank you, Mr. Sumner. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs>